So I think I have here on my left side, pre-K, kindergarten, first grade. Yes? Have you guys learned to count by tens yet? No, not pre-K? Kindergarten? Have you learned to count by tens? Okay. Well, first grade too. Okay, good. Here you are on the other side. All right, so kindergarten and first grade, why don't we count together by tens? We're going to do it slowly, and we're not going to go that far. So there's a point I'm going to stop you. You ready? Okay. 10, 20, 30, 40. Okay, stop. 40. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't have you go very far. 40. Did we sing about that today? It's the first word we sang in the Mass. This number 40 pops up in the Bible several times. In fact, I was looking at a list of times, and there's actually more times than I was thinking of. Can any of you, maybe some of the older children, remember something in the Bible that has to do with 40? What, can you tell me one thing that has to do with 40? 40 days that Jesus was in the desert fasting and the devil was tempting him. Right, and that's the most important, so I'll come back to that in a moment. So I won't repeat what that was just yet. Well, it has to do with Jesus. Anything else that has to do with 40 in the Bible? Um, there are 40 days of Lent. You guys are already jumping to the conclusion. <laughs> Anything else? Any other things having to do with 40 in the Bible? Okay. Yeah, that's not in the Bible, but, but yeah, I know that, that sometimes that story is told of Mary's father, Joachim, praying for 40 days in the desert. What else for 40? Noah? Yeah, Noah was in the ark. I think the rain was coming down 40 days and 40 nights. Anything else with 40? 40 years in the desert. Right, the people of Israel, when... They were, God was bringing them from slavery in Egypt to the promised land. Because they weren't ready to get there, God had them spend 40 years in the desert. Anything else with 40? Right, when, when God was giving the law to them in that same journey, Moses spent 40 days and nights up on Mount Sinai where he was with God and in conversation with him. And actually... If you look at the, like this list I was looking at, there's lots more times that something happens for 40 days or 40 years. But the most important one for what we're doing now is where we started, which is that Jesus, right after his baptism, and then right before beginning his years of public ministry, went and spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. And he was in prayer... And there's something that he wasn't doing during those 40 days that we normally do. What did he not do at all that's sort of unusual? What did he not do at all? He didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights. So he was fasting, completely fasting, for those 40 days. And so it's in special imitation of those 40 days and nights of our Lord Jesus, praying, fasting, and also doing battle with the devil, 
that we each year start a special season. Now, does anyone know in Spanish what the word for 40 is? For 40. Not quite the right word. That'd be a different number. I think that'd be 500. But in the right direction, 40 in Spanish. 40. Now, does anyone know what the name for this season we're beginning is in Spanish? The season we're beginning right now in Spanish. All these hands going up and down. Do you know? Well, that's the name for St. Valentine, whose feast day was last Saturday. But the, the season we're beginning right now in Spanish. Cuaresma. Okay, now it's just been a little bit of time here. 40 was cuarenta. This season is cuaresma. Do those sound similar? They do. And so then in Spanish, it's more obvious that this is the season of the 40 days. Now in English, we say for 40, 40. And we call this season what? What do we call this season? Lent. Lent. 40 and Lent. Those don't sound alike at all, because they're not. Because our word doesn't come from the word for 40, it comes from the word for, or an old word for spring. I don't know why. 40 is a much better name for it. Because this is the season of the 40 days that more or less we're spending 40 days in imitation of Jesus. Now, how are we going to do that? In the Gospel reading I read, he talked about three things the people and the people of Israel would do when they wanted to get closer to God. Only he was telling his disciples, you're going to do it differently than some of the people do it. But what were those three things? You heard him, it was sort of, he sort of said the same thing about each one, but he went through three different things. He said, when you do this, don't do it this way, but do it this way. So what were those three things? When you, when you, when you um, do right things. well, they're all right things. Yes. The, when you, when you what? That'll tie in. But he said in the reading, when you... Pray. When you pray. So that was one of the things. And he said, when you... When you... When you pray, don't show that you're praying. Right. He said, when you pray, when you give alms, that's where we start out, when you fast. You heard that. He gave instructions about each one. When you give alms when you pray, when you fast. That's the order it was in. And the, the strangest word in there is alms. What does it mean to give alms?
Yeah, at its most basic level, giving alms is like giving money to somebody who needs it and probably is asking for it. So, and fasting, we probably know, it means to, to not eat. Now, you can completely fast or you can partially fast by either eating less in total amount or by eating certain kinds of things and not other kinds of things. So whether by amount or by kind are different ways of fasting. And it's possible to go all the way to eating nothing for a time. So we have these three things, fasting and almsgiving and prayer. Now, when people most often talk about Lent, see especially maybe the old children, if you can like complete this sentence, if you have a blank in it, somebody might say to you, what are you blank for Lent? What's the missing words in there? Sacrificing or often giving up. People often will say, what are you giving up for Lent? Which is a kind of fasting. Because you can give up food, but you can give up other things. Now, let's think about this for a moment. Some of you play video games, right? And some of you do other things on the computer or on the tablet, right? And sometimes your parents tell you, you need to do your homework now and stop playing the video games. Or you need to go do some chores. Sometimes it's hard to do that, right? Sometimes you don't do it. Now, video games in themselves are a good thing. They can be a good thing. But if they control you, so that you disobey your parents, or you don't do your homework, or you say mean things to someone because the video games have such power over you, well, that's a problem, isn't it? It's not, it's not that the video games are necessarily a bad thing, but that you've let them get control over you. And so that means you need to get stronger. You need to become more mighty than those video games, right? So that. You can play them, but you can also say no to them. So video games don't control you, you control the video games, right? And that's in, in part, part of what this whole thing of fasting or giving something up is about, is that in so many ways, sometimes our wills, our ability to make decisions and carry them out is a little weak, and we need practice. And so we need to have some practice at saying no to even some good things. And so, if you're thinking about what kind of Lenten sacrifice you're going to make, one of the things you might want to choose is something you do that's good, but you have a little bit of hard time saying no to. And choose to practice saying no to that thing so that you can build up those muscles in your heart of being able to say no when you need to. It's not the kind of fasting that we can do, like Jesus says to do. Now, are we going to go tell everybody and boast, hey, guess what I'm giving up for Lent? I'm so awesome. I'm so spiritual. Are we going to do that? No, that's what Jesus told us not to do. We're going to do it in secret with God. 
So he talks about giving alms, which can be giving money to somebody who needs it, but people need other things than money, don't they? Do you know people who sometimes need friendship? Or they sometimes need encouragement? Or they sometimes need to be helped to feel better when they're feeling sad? All those kinds of things are kind of giving alms. And so, along with thinking about what you need to say no to this Lent, you can think about who do you need to say yes to? So somebody you know or people you know that, that you can do something kind and special for that they need, and you can help them that way. And the third thing is prayer. You can pray anywhere, right? Although the church is a special place to pray. So you can pray anywhere. Maybe you want to make a plan that during these days of Lent, each day you're going to, a certain time, you're going to do a certain kind of prayer. Okay. So we talked about the 40 days. We talked about these three things, fasting and almsgiving and prayer. And these are the special things we're going to do during these 40 days to be like Jesus in the desert. But now we come to today. What's the name of today? Ash Wednesday, yes, everybody knows that. Okay, now, you all at different times have been told, or have, have told other people that you're sorry for something, right? Where you did something, and then afterwards you tell them you're sorry. And you've also been on the receiving end of that. Other people have told you that they're sorry. Now, if, let's say it's like this. Let's say you did something to your brother, and you're still mad at him, and your mom tells you, go tell your brother you're sorry, and you say, sorry. Is that very convincing? No. Are you really very sorry? No. But the opposite is, when you really are sorry, and you want to show the person you're really sorry, you'll say it differently, and you might even do something. What, would you, what might you think of doing when you really want to show somebody you're really sorry for what you did before? What might you do? Shake, your, shake that person's hand. You might shake their hand. You might give them a hug, depending on who they are. What might you do? Yeah, make some lunch, or yeah, give them a gift of some sort of food. Could be something where you show them, especially that you're sorry. What might you do? Yes, you'd say it very kindly. Say it in a very. Take care about the way that you say it. What might you do? Um, I'll clean their room. <laughs> so you might do something nice for them. Um, yeah, like cleaning their room. So all these things, yeah, so all of these things are things you might do to show that you're sorry. And that'd be really different, wouldn't it? If somebody just says to you, sorry, or somebody says it nicely and gives you something or hugs you or does something for you, if they did that, you'd really know that they were sorry and it would help you to feel a lot better, wouldn't it? Well, that's what these ashes are about. Because especially... In the past, if people really wanted to show God they were sorry, sometimes they would do things like 
put on this clothing made out of uncomfortable cloth that's called sackcloth. It was really rough and uncomfortable. And they also might pour ashes on their head because ashes come from something you've burned and they're dirty. And that might seem strange because you pro- none of you said if you're going to show someone you're sorry, you're going to put on uncomfortable clothes and put ashes on your head. That's not necessarily the way we do it now. But it was the way they did it then. That if they really wanted to say to God and really show Him they are sorry, they might do that. They'd put on uncomfortable clothes and put on ashes on their head as a way of really saying to God, look, I'm really sorry and I really mean it. And so that's part of why we have not a lot of ashes, just a little bit. It's a way of us saying to God, you know, for those, for those things that we've done in the past, yeah, we're, we're really sorry. We mean it. And not only are we going to turn away from those things, we're really going to enter into these 40 days saying no to things that control us a little too much, saying yes to doing kind things to other people who need it, and saying yes to spending God in prayer. So it all begins now. The 40 days begin now. Are you ready? Ready to begin the 40 days? Okay. Because when they come to an end, we're going to be celebrating some stuff that's really great. So it all begins now.